up on this week's episode, we're talking all about Lady Louise. She's turning 19. We also give you details on the Royal Christmas Carol service. We had a Tribalee moment and we talk about a protester throwing eggs at the king. All that and much more coming up in today's episode. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Hello everyone and hello to anyone that's new joining us. We've had a lot of new followers uh, recently, haven't we, Michelle? We have. It's so lovely. So thank you so much if you are just joining at the Royal Community. But also if you've been here since the beginning or maybe just found us 10 episodes ago, welcome also to you. It's just amazing, isn't it, Rach? We always look and everyone around the world, there's so many different places and I just find it so fascinating. I know. I, I love seeing where in the world people are listening and especially when people message us and they say, oh, I'm from... America but they actually say a state that they're in it's like oh wow (laughs) we've got someone listening to us from Colorado or Texas or those are places we'd love to visit one day (laughs) absolutely so thank you so much for being here we're going to be talking about two very kind of emotive conversations the first is King Charles having eggs thrown at him today and the second is the crown release which we'll talk a little bit about in the royal news so if you have any questions or queries or opinions about those two topics send us your voice note over on instagram at keeping up with the windsors pod and we will add you into our episode next week because here we don't just want our opinions rach we want also the royal communities yeah this is what this podcast is all about that's the whole reason we started it so we can talk to like-minded people that Love talking about the royals. Absolutely. So the way our episode is today, Rachel and I kind of a little conversation before we press record, because there wasn't any like massive bits of news that would be popped into the royal news section. So what we're going to do is do a big massive roundup and then have a little discussion about what I just mentioned at the end, which will make up the portion of royal news. So I say, Rach, why don't we just get on with it? Let's do it. So let's move on to the Royal Roundup. So we're going to start with the Prince and Princess of Wales. They visited Scarborough, where they met young people at Community Hub The Street, which supports local mental health organisations. And I don't know if you saw this Royal Community, but there was a really cute moment when William and Catherine met a little girl. And William said, look at you, you've got the coolest, sparkliest dress on. I (laughs) I mean, he wasn't lying. It was beautiful, wasn't it? He wasn't lying. It was just such an adorable moment. And I just love to see what his relationship is with Charlotte. We got glimpses over it at the Jubilee, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think you even said she's like a daddy's girl, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. She's definitely a daddy's girl. Yeah. But what I absolutely loved about this engagement show is that it was announced that £345,000 of funding from the Royal Foundation and Two Ridings Community Foundation would be given to support mental health well-being of children and young people across Scarborough. Absolutely incredible. Well, it's life-changing, that amount of money. It really is. And 
also when they was visiting Scarborough they was actually meeting young people and they kind of had like a panel and who better at the end of the day to say what's on young people's minds than the young people themselves exactly and also them being given a voice to express what they need rather than being told what they need and I think that's such a, a very crucial part in actually helping children and young people so I'm just in awe of this amount of money and like I say it will be life-changing we also have to put it into perspective rural community if you do not live in the UK we are going through a cost of living crisis here which means and I'll give you a for instance this is a very small example but I'm visiting my family still again if you can hear the dogs barking in the background I'm sorry (laughs) Um, but in order to come to Cardiff from where I live in England it's about I would say about 170 miles it costs 40 pounds to get 170 miles in my car and before it used to cost about 20 pounds wow. and that that is just one bill that is and that's gone up by a hundred percent yeah yeah there is honestly this happens in every single other cost utilities food you name it it's really it hard. hard living here at the moment mm-hmm. i know this is a different thing because it's mental well-being but i just love the fact that there is money out there and it's being spent in such amazing ways Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is what we're going to see going forward with the Royal Foundation. They're going to be, you know, coming together with these local communities because, again, it's the local communities themselves where they know where the funding is needed. Yeah, definitely. Moving on, the Earthshot Prize announced the finalists for 2022. We really enjoyed, I know, I know, I'm so excited. Um, We really enjoyed the video release on the socials where we saw William adding the finalists to a WhatsApp group chat. I mean, I love it, Rachel. It was so modern, modern. (laughs) So modern. (laughs) And on this video, it's all like the noises and everything of uh, WhatsApp. The ceremony will be taking place in Boston on the 2nd of December and will be broadcast on December the 4th. I mean, I don't know about you, but I I loved last year's. I thought it was a massive success. And I am super excited about watching this again. And all of our American listeners, you're going to have the Prince and Princess of Wales in America. Oh, I mean, I'm so jealous, but it's going to be great to see them in an American setting. Like in mm. Boston, Boston's such a wonderful city, isn't it? And again, we get to find out about the finalists. I haven't actually gone into detail about the finalists yet, Rachel. I mean, I'm being so busy visiting family here, but have you actually got to grips with any of the because they they're in five different categories aren't they yeah so it's in the same categories as what they had last year but they're going to be releasing over on their youtube and we've linked it in the show notes to the Earthshot Prize YouTube. But over the coming weeks, there are going to be videos uploaded onto that official channel so you can um, view yourself what work's happening and what the finalists are creating and what solutions they're coming up with. Amazing. And remember, Royal Community, Rachel and I, we always talk about these charities and organisations, but in the show notes, there are links to every single one of them. So if you want to donate or learn more about any of the organisations or charities the Royal Family are connected to, you can do that in the show notes. And all also, last year, we did so many podcast episodes on the Earthshot Prize. Yeah. So if you want to go back and kind of relive our experiences of watching the show and, and learning about the finalists and this initiative, actually, because it was only released last year, you can go back and listen to s- some of those episodes as well. Right, Shell. Let's move on to some very exciting news that we found out. So last year, we had the first Royal Christmas Carol service. Yay! <laughs> and we said we hoped that this would be become an annual event. I mean, we needed to see Catherine's piano leg, didn't we? I know. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so we've got confirmation that there is going to be another service. Yay! I was absolutely just so thrilled when I found this out. I'm so excited about this. And you know what was incredible was on Christmas Eve, I sat down, I was with my family and it was just so wholesome because growing up I went to church and I would go and listen to Christmas carols or I would be singing the Christmas carols now that I am the age that I am I don't really do that so for me it was kind of nostalgic in a way as well yeah and you know us in all community if you listen to the podcast we love a church we love a choir <laughs> we do we love it so the service will take place on Thursday the 15th of December at Westminster Abbey and will be attended by members of the royal family which will pay tribute to Queen Elizabeth II and the congregation will consist of charity workers volunteers army personnel and people and patronages associated with Her Majesty the Queen Oh, oh, that's so I'm lovely, so isn't it? To it? Christmas Eve, bring it on. <laughs> oh. And you know what I love is they had a little clip of Catherine and she was in that is a Mew Mew cardigan she was wearing last yeah, year yeah, yeah. with all the pom-poms on it. I just absolutely loved it. So I'm hoping they're going to do something like that to draw in the crowd because that was all over ITV to help promote the carol service. And I was just like, oh, I just got all the warmer fuzzies like it's Christmas <laughs> and it's Catherine. All right, so let's move on. Royal community, get ready. Because the king planted a lime tree. Tree <laughs> He didn't plant any old tree. He planted a lime tree in Buckingham Palace Gardens for the Queen's Green Canopy. The king hosted a reception ahead of COP27 summit in Egypt. And as we know, this is a topic His Majesty is extremely passionate about. But obviously now he's monarch, he can't speak out the way he would have done when he was Prince of Wales. And I think this is actually one of those first times in which he's put that title above his beliefs and what he represents and this was the most king-like thing that he's had to do if that makes sense yeah because like we said we know he's passionate about this but he said it before in the past he's i've seen him on an interview he said well of course when i become king i know i won't be able to speak out on such subjects but while i have this little bit of freedom i'm going to do all that i can to use my position to promote these topics that i'm passionate about so yeah we will not see the king at cop 27 but he made a massive impact last year and actually I found it very enjoyable to follow COP26 last year and Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth did that lovely speech didn't she from the TV yeah and that picture with the butterflies of Prince Philip oh Oh, it's amazing (laughs) let's move on to the Queen Consort Shell she's had her new cipher unveiled ooh all right let's talk about this then what what what's it all about Rach so it's an intertwined C and an R which stands for Camilla and Regina which is Queen in Latin and it will be used on letterheads, cards and gifts. What was your first thoughts when you saw it? So my first thoughts was, wow, I love the fact that they've gone with, and I obviously knew this, the C and the R, R being Regina, R being Queen, because we've had all this Queen Consort thing, and it's the first time it's actually Camilla Queen. This is starting to get us prepared for when she has her coronation in May to get her into that Queen role rather than Queen Consort. Now, when I saw the cipher, it's very different to Charles's because Charles's is very. I would actually say quite modern in the way it's, it's very blocked, isn't it? Yeah. And she's gone for like a very ornate look. And it reminded me a lot of earlier monarchs ciphers, such as Victoria's or George V's. I think it was a bit too traditional for me, but I don't hate it. I mean, 
it's a cipher. I mean, there's only so many designs you can do with these types of things, isn't it? To me, it reminded me a bit of Cinderella. <laughs> it's, it? very, like, it's very swirly. Swirly, yeah. 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 If yeah. you've seen it, Royal Community, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I, kind of like you, I didn't look at it and think, oh, wow, that's amazing. I think yeah. I did prefer because like you said, in a way, Charles seems stronger, but maybe that mm. is because he is the king. Yeah. And that's how they wanted it to come across. But we will see this for the first time tomorrow, Shell, because the Queen Consort will be attending a service for Remembrance Day. And this is the first of the Remembrance services that we're going to see over this week. On Thursday, we've got the church service. And then on Saturday, we'll have the Festival of Remembrance. And that's usually recorded at the Royal Albert Hall. And then on Sunday, we'll have the Royal Family at the Cenotaph. So we'll cover all of that in next week's episode. Going back to the cipher, though, again, I think it is quite traditional and I was a little bit underwhelmed by it. It doesn't mean I don't like it, though. It is going to be interesting to see it on the order of service. And to finish off the Royal Roundup, we would like to say a massive happy birthday to one of our fast favourite show, Lady Louise. Happy birthday, Lady Louise. She turned 19 on Tuesday, the 8th of November. Bridge, it seemed like yesterday she had a birthday. It's been a year. <laughs> Do you remember us saying last year, we'd like to see more of Lady Louise? Yeah. And we've seen obviously bits of her throughout the Jubilee and then when the Queen passed away. Um, And I think I'd love to see her on the annual Christmas walk at Sandringham. Well, I actually believe that she should now have at least a patronage or two that she puts her name to. Because I think, you know, she does have a lot of sway when it comes to public likability, shall we say? Yeah. And we did mention last year whether she was going to choose her princess title. Well, she t- she's 19 now and she's had a whole year to decide it still hasn't happened. So it may seem to be that she's just going to stay with Lady Louise. Yeah, I think, yeah, going forward, I, I see her in a role like Beatrice and Eugenie have. Yeah. In the sense that they work for a living, but they still support certain charities and patronages. And yeah, I, I'd love to see Lady Louise do something in the future. But I think, you know, she's just started university. So I think that's probably her main focus at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, we wish her well. I mean, it's a very important time when you're that age going through university. And so, yeah, let her enjoy that. Maybe I'm going to reverse what I just said. Maybe she can have her patronages after that <laughs> and enjoy your life a little bit. can i just mention something before we head into the royal news and it's the norwegian royal family rage have you heard about this oh wow i mean it's all happening lately isn't it with all these royal families (laughs) it's all happening as you know royal community we're not experts when it comes to the norwegian royal family but the princess has decided to leave the royal family she's stepping back she's getting married isn't she and i think there was a bit of um concern about what she supported and what her role would be going forward. And yeah, it's been interesting to see it unfold because unlike our royal family, the king and queen of Norway actually gave an interview about yes. the situation. Well, when we had Isabella on talking about the European royal family, she actually mentioned this as a plus for following other European royals is the fact that they're more accessible because they do actually give interviews. It's such a weird concept to us, isn't it? Yeah, because our royal family is so tight-lipped, aren't they normally? Hence the reason why the 
Oprah interview was such a big deal. Like I say, we don't know the ins and outs of it, but it's very interesting to hear. Obviously, it's not exactly the same, but it is a stepping back of a member of the royal family. We wish her well and we hope that they're all amicable. It seems like they're amicable, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. From that interview that the king and queen gave, it seems that her fiancé was welcomed by the family. So as we say, we don't know the ins and outs of it, but yeah, we wish them well. As we said at the start, we are now going to go into the Royal News where we're going to talk about the crown and also the king and eggs and a (laughs) protester. So let's get to it. Rachel, oh my goodness me, it has happened. The Crown Series 5 has been released and not just that, it's been released today when we are recording this. Have you managed to watch any episodes so far? No, I've been in the office today, so I'm waiting till after this podcast recording and then I'll yeah. be watching at least one episode tonight. I'm really looking forward to uh, diving into it and seeing what they created because as you know, Royal Community, we are massive fans of The Crown. But Shell, one of the um, subjects that we spoke about a few weeks ago and we were kind of um and ahhing whether they would put this in is a tampon gate and it's, and it's in there. <laughs> it's not in there, Rach. It's got its own episode. Yeah, it's got, it's got its, its own epi- episode. Episode five, Royal Community. I cannot believe this I mean I'll be intrigued to see how they've actually played it because we don't know as yet because we've not seen it but again as I always say it takes me a while for me to get used to the new actors coming in and Jonathan Price who is playing Prince Philip it just doesn't look anything like Philip I just can't see him in that role and the same as Dominic West does not look anything like Charles whereas Josh O'Connor who previously played Prince Charles spitting image we who wasn't the spitting image no, I think it was. But he looked like him. Same as Diana looked like her. Yeah. But I'm just a bit like, it's going to take me a while. But as I say, like, I can't really say too much because I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Okay, Royal Community. I watched the first 10 minutes of episode <gasps> one. Why <laughs> <laughs> only 10 minutes? <laughs> oh, well, I'm visiting family. So I was trying and then I got interrupted by family obligations, shall we say, yeah. which isn't bad. I'm happy to to do that. So I thought, right, I instead of being interrupted, I will watch it later when I have a bit of spare time. Because I was trying to, do you know when you're like, trying to watch something and then you're doing stuff and da da da? Yeah. I thought, no, I'm not enjoying it as much. It needs your full attention, the crowd it does. It does. It does. But exactly what you just said about Jonathan Price. <laughs> I laughed when he came on screen. <laughs> and you, I wonder, Rach, whether when you see him for the very first time, it's just the one scene and he's just smiling next to the Queen, Imelda Staunton. And I just laughed. I was like, oh, there's Prince Philip. <laughs> and then I got used to it then. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. But it starts off with some lovely shots of guess who? Hey. Claire Foy. Yay! <laughs> Honestly, I was like, yes. Where do you know that speech where the Queen is introducing, kind of like doing that bottle smash for the ship Britannia? Oh yeah, yeah. So she does that speech. It's not as high pitched as the Queen would have done it because she's like, oh, no, 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 isn't she? Like she does a very high pitched. And then, and then Imelda Stone. This is what I've seen, by the way. Imelda Staunton's having her uh, medical check. It's good how they do it actually because they go through what her name is, when she was born, how old she is at the time, and it kind of sets you into where you are in the middle of this story of the royal family. So it does yeah. prepare you actually. And then I think this episode, don't don't quote me on this, but I think this is going to be about Britannia. Mm-hmm. But I al- I already had, in the first five minutes, I already had a big, oh no, cringe moment. Oh no. Was it a debunk moment? Was it something no. to fact check? <laughs> the, 
it makes me laugh just saying about it. But the doctor asks the queen, Imelda Staunton, what's your favourite place? Is it Balmoral? He said something like that. And she was like, that's a very private question. Rach, he would never ask the queen that, would he? He's no. a professional doctor. And I thought, this script writing, no, I can't handle it. Peter Morgan, sort it out. <laughs> I know, Peter Morgan. It was so jarring. I was like, no, that wouldn't happen. And the queen wouldn't say that. The queen, she had a way with words. Yeah. And she was warm and inviting. And Imelda Staunton at this point was just really cold. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Oh. But Royal Community, this is the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I've got my hopes. Have you got to Diana yet? No, I haven't. Right. Basically, what they were setting up for is for her to say she loved Balmoral, but she loved Britannia more. Right. And then the episode is them taking Britannia away. That's my belief of what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes tune, sense that it would be. Tune in next week, Royal Community, because Shell will give you her. <laughs> I'll give you the rest of the, of this, the yes. 45 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> but Rach, I really need to pick a bone with Netflix. I'm not happy. Did they not put a disclaimer on the front? <laughs> Actually, first of all, I didn't see a disclaimer. That doesn't mean there wasn't one there. I was distracted at times, so it might have been there and I missed it. But they had a launch party and we wasn't invited. What was that about? I mean, disgusting. disgusting. That is. <laughs> yeah, what I hate about these types of events is you get all these influencers who probably don't even watch The Crown and like, Hello, <laughs> get us on there. The crown who? Yeah. <laughs> Keep uh, all the winters here, we don't know. Uh, oh, maybe season six, show. <laughs> I know, season six, bring it on. So that is our update so far on the crown. Are you watching it? Send us a voice note and let us know how you are feeling about the crown so far. What episode are you up to? Are you enjoying it? What do you think of the new cast? Anything you want, send us a voice note and let's have a chat about it in next week's episode. So let's move on to the King and Queen Consort. So they've been in York today to unveil a statue of Queen Elizabeth II. Have you seen a statue, Shell? It freaked me out. It looked really scary. <laughs> I've seen a close-up. She's in her garter robes, isn't she? she and is, it's yeah. just like she's just perched on the top of a cathedral. Yeah. Firstly, I think to myself, wow, it's taken them too months, and that is a fast turnaround for a statue. So originally in the making for four years because it was part of the Jubilee celebrations and it was going to be unveiled for the Jubilee. But because of uh, the Queen's passing, that's been unveiled now. Got it. Okay. Me thinking it was early is actually <laughs> later than what it was supposed to. No, don't get me wrong. The the workmanship is absolutely spectacular. It really is. Um, but when I saw it, my first thought was, whoa, if she got any eyeballs? Like it was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> But you know us and statues, Royal Community. Yeah. It's hit or miss, you know, it's art, I, isn't I it? I think as well, it's one of those, especially a marble statue, it needs time, doesn't it, to age in a certain way because yeah. they're always going to look better after, I mean, give it a century, two centuries. Yeah. She'll be part of the furniture by then, won't she? She will. She'll be talked about on some walking tour of York yeah. in 200 years' time. Yeah. So... As the king and the queen concert were on a walkabout greeting the crowds, there was a protester shell who threw eggs at the king. They oh. threw eggs. Have you seen the video of this? I've seen the video. Luckily, the king was not hit by the eggs. He kind of like just looked to the side and he just carried on walking like nothing had happened. He did. But my first thought was, where is he security? Because normally when we see him, there's people around him everywhere. We saw him yesterday in Leeds, mm. in Bradford. He had about four personal security around him at all times. Yet there was no one on, in this video, like right near him. So that was my first thought. The second was the protester shouted, 
this country is built on the blood of slavery. And as this happened, the police tackled the protesters to the ground and the crowds yelled, God save the king and shame on you to the protester, which brought me back to the Jubilee. <laughs> Take him to the tower. Take him to the tower. That's the yeah. truth in the colour. If you do watch the video of the eggs, which I mean, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. The crowd boo. They're actually booing at the protester. So, yeah, if you listen to that and you think, oh, wow, it must have been like a big mob of protesters booing. It wasn't. Yeah. So he's a 23 year old and he's currently in police custody under the public order offence. Because I was just like, oh, is that going to be like, what is it called? Like common assault? Mm -hmm. Or would it be a public order thing? So that's that's interesting to know. Or is it treason? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Exactly. (laughs) But. I disagree with you, actually, Rachel, about security. And not because I don't think you've got a point, because you do. But in the video, it took them about 10 seconds to actually intervene. Yeah. And I think what happened there was they saw that it was an egg. And then, I am speculating here, they must have gone, oh, it's an egg. It was just one. And then another got thrown. Mm-hmm. And I agree, they, they should have been on it a lot quicker. But maybe it also, because of the way Charles reacted to it, They were just like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, because the whole point of these walkabouts is to be close to the people, is to greet the people, because that's what makes, we've spoken about this before, it makes them personable. And that's how, that's how in this day and age you connect to people Mm -hmm. is by meeting them, you know. And um, one of my thoughts was it begs the question of the security and the safety of the royal family when they are on these public walkabouts. But I think it just goes to prove how unaffected in a way the King and the Queen concert was because later on they went to Doncaster and they went on a unplanned walkabout Mm. so I think this was to show that yes that may have happened in York yeah but that's not going to deter us we're here we're getting on with the job we're here to meet the people and some of these people would have been there for hours just to get a glimpse of them Mm. Another point I want to make, actually, is a lot of people go, oh, it must be amazing to be in the royal family. You've got these jewels and these tiaras and the big palaces and you're minted. There's loads of money in the bank. But actually, when you think of the other side of it, you get high reward, but at really high risk. You know, the other day, Catherine got heckled while she was in Northern Ireland. We've now had the eggs being thrown at the king. I don't think this is going to be the last thing that's going to happen. And especially on the day of the crown being released as well, I honestly believe that they handled it like champions and um, they should be really proud of themselves. I think you made the point though, Rach, that that wouldn't have happened to the Queen. Yeah, this would never have happened to Queen Elizabeth. Never in a million years would that have happened. I just, I I don't know what it is. I I don't know whether it's because it's a new, it's a new security team. I I honestly don't know. But I think it's one of those things where protests are going to happen. We've seen it firsthand. Mm. how quickly they can disrupt a whole situation. Yeah. Royal Community, if you don't know, there were protesters at the start of Troop in the Colour at the Jubilee in June. It wasn't really shown very much on television, but it did have a massive profound effect to us watching it. They do really spoil it, don't they? Yeah, they do. And I understand they want to use these big events to get notice and to get publicity. And that's exactly what's happened today because, you know, it's been on our national news that someone's threatened the king with an egg. (laughs) Like, obviously, it's not going to harm him. But how how mortifying would that have been if that had actually landed on him? Rach, we also have to be very mindful that way back when, when Charles was on an engagement, he was shot at. Yeah, he was aboard, wasn't he? I can't remember, is it? 
Canada, Australia? It was Australia. And that's what I'm saying, Rach. This isn't the first incident. It won't be the last incident, but at least it was an egg. And it could have been so much worse. But do you remember years ago as well, shot was fired at the Queen's Troop in the Colour when yeah. she was on horseback. So this isn't anything new to the royal family. You know, there's always been threats. There was those protests outside Buckingham Palace. I think it was last year when they turned the Queen Victoria's Fountain red. This isn't new. And we've actually covered quite a lot of the protests here during our time of following the royals. And that's since March 2021. That's only a small amount in the grand scheme of the royal family's service and duty. We didn't actually mention Camilla, Rach. Camilla was a trooper through this as well. You could see she was like, oh, no, that's an egg. And just carried on. And I actually want to say this point. I felt really sorry for the people who were in that line waiting to meet the king and queen because their moment was stolen from them. And I hope, and I'm sure they did, but I hope they get their moment again to meet the king and queen and for it to be under better circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it for this week. As we said, we'll cover all the remembrance services in next week's episode. So we're going to be seeing a lot of the royal family over the next few days. So make sure that you're following us over on our Instagram, Keeping Up The Windsors Pod, because we'll be posting on there. And you can also email us, Keeping Up The Windsors Pod at gmail.com if you want to leave us a message. We also have a YouTube channel which you could come on over and find more royal content over there with Rachel and I going to palaces and taking you around London and on our Jubilee travels as well. So feel free to come over and watch our videos over on YouTube. Search for Keeping Up With The Windsors. If you'd love to support the podcast, you can over on Ko-fi, K-O-F-I. The link is in the description below. You can also become a member of the VIP Royal community and join us on one of our exclusive Zoom calls. And we have an exclusive Facebook group as well. So you can do that over on Ko-fi in the link in the show notes. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening we will see you next week on keeping Keeping up up the the winters. winters